Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Hughes Podcast, show number 11. If you have a bad day, go look in the mirror, get in a wrestling stance, take double legs, go lift. I mean, just keep working. Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, today is Mark Gray, myself, Justin Bigelow, and Pete Peterson here. Welcome to the Dream Hughes Podcast. Today we had Zane, the spark plugged Finley, local Lucas Cub, state qualifying wrestler, He's like the number one wrestler at Lucas, the most famous out there, that little town. He's doing big things. Uh, what did you take from today's show, Pete? Oh, man, that was awesome. I love getting outside of the real estate box and talking to some other huge dreamers, other folks who are successful in their own respective uh, careers and fields. And, man, Zane the Spark Plug Finley, it's been awesome watching him grow up and just dominate the sport um, of wrestling um, and fighting of all types um and just picking his brain and seeing what makes him tick and what makes him successful and um actually it wasn't the wins that made him successful but the losses um the the losses were a big part of the things that make him successful and of course he shouts out his family um so shout out to ed and the family um and also you know his team um Cody and Mickey and the team and I don't want to give it all away but you're going to you're going to love this story cuz this kid has a very bright future and he is a hard worker um and he is a just a true professional ass kicker. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, um you know, a young kid and he's already got some wisdom in him. He might not know it but you know, there's some things I've learned in the last 10 years. I didn't know him when I was 18. So he's got he's got a head, good head on his shoulders. Yes, sir. No, sir. I noticed that too. Yeah, very it's respectful. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, today, uh, take a listen, and I uh, just want to ask you to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Facebook, uh, Dream Huge Realty Facebook page. Uh, please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Dream Huge Podcast hosted by. Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. We don't always talk real estate, folks. We love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, influencers, and athletes in our community. And hopefully these interviews and stories will help to motivate and inspire you, the listeners out there, to dream huge. Man, we got a super special guest today. What's going on? First of all, what's going on, Mark? Not much, Pete. Justin, how you doing? Slinging deals. Slinging deals, Yes. Well, let's get back to our special guest, the famous, the infamous, spark plug, Zane Finley, the spark plug. How you doing, Zane? How we doing, guys? Good. Excellent. Zane is a local wrestling legend. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. No, he is a local wrestling legend. We're, we're glad to have him. Um, 2022 state qualifier, four-time district qualifier. Um, is embarking on his professional MMA journey very soon as he is not even graduated out of high school yet. He's a senior currently. Um, but, man, you talk about a guy that has the fighting background and pedigree of a Zane Finley. You don't see too much of it, uh, that much of success. 
So we're going to dive into the brain of Zane Finley and see what makes him tick and how he gets all those wins on the mat. Not only on the mat, on the wrestling mat, but fighting of all types, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about your um, background um, and how you got to where you are today. All right. So when I was five years old, I started doing mixed martial arts and wrestling with Cody Stevens and Mickey Skadova. And that's where I started. And then I just put on wrestling shoes and I started wrestling. And now I'm still doing it and hopefully going to make an impact in life someday. Man, okay. Well, let's, let's, do, let's go back a little bit here. So five years old, right? Yes, sir. So um, was your parents involved in that at all? Oh, yeah. Actually, so I got bullied in kindergarten. And my mom and dad, like, my mom owned this wedding, sh- wedding like, place in Ashland. And they had this, like, MMA gym, like, close there. And I'd tell my mom, like, every day, like, I wanted to go there and all this stuff. And she'd always be like, no, no, no. And then I got bullied, and uh, my dad took me to Cody's, and it just, like, shot up after that. Wow. He said, screw it. I'm getting even. <laughs> Listen to <laughs> yeah. that, all you bullies out there. <laughs> we, you know, we got something for you bullies. Um, it's called, you know, getting focused and being disciplined and, and learning the craft. Um, so that is super cool. So you put your strapped your shoes on, your wrestling shoes, and never look back. And, of course, that was way long before um, your your go to Lucas High School, correct? Yes, sir. Um, that was long before Lucas even had a wrestling program. Yep, actually, Lucas got a wrestling program in, I believe, 2015. So it would have been like my sixth grade. Sixth or seventh grade is when they started the program. Okay, so you had been – you can um, – freelance and join tournaments you don't necessarily have to be affiliated with the school correct yep actually my first ever wrestling tournament was the we like went in as the fight farm it was like my mma gym back then by fit one on lex ave yeah and uh we i also always went to like travel teams like mansfield swat with anthony brooks and um just everywhere i could get better i went to madison seventh and eighth grade who was get better who was fit one uh ran by so it was actually J.P. Pocock was the instructor of the fight farm, and then they had Greg Trail, which, like, I think he was a big part in, like, the actual fit one, like, workout okay. gym part of it. Gotcha. Yeah, speaking of J.P., he's got a gym right down the road. Just down the street from us. Yep. yep. What drives your success? As this is a tough sport, you know, um, you probably see a lot of athletes come and go. What's, what's one of the biggest things or a couple big things that drive your success on the mat? Honestly, I would say it's my family that's always keeping my back up and um, all the good, like, people that's been influenced in my life, like Cody Stevens and Mickey Skadova, and, you know, just being put around the best people I can to better myself, which gives me the drive to just keep going. Yeah, very humble answer there, you know, because <laughs> everybody is around. I mean, not everyone has the family support that you may have, but, you know, Cody and Mickey, they're, they're available for everybody, right? And yes, sir. A, a lot of fighters come through there, but it takes two takes a good coach, and then it takes a great athlete as well. And once you get that super combination, it seems like you guys have. I hear a lot of good – I've known, you know, the, the name Mickey Skidover throughout the years. Um, but, you know, Cody Stevens, I've heard lots of good things about him. He's made a name for himself. Yeah, and I know, uh, you know, Riley Place here on the team. Yep, actually, I just was grappling with him like last week or something at Cody's. So. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and he says he, he has nothing but good things to say about, you know – uh, Cody and his team out there and, and the the job that they do out there um, with the fighters. And he says, 
Um, and you can maybe speak to this, and maybe this has something to do with it, but he says that it's a little rough out there. Oh, yeah. It's a little hard on guys out there at Cody's place, but that's what it takes. And um, my quote was, you want to cry in the dojo and laugh on the battlefield, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the mindset that Cody and his guys use, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, but that's just what I've been hearing from others. Yeah, um, for sure. You want to put the work in, and then it's be successful on when it's time to go. Yeah, you know. super cool. Yeah, I was watching you know basketball the other day, March Madness, and you know low-ranked teams out there, uh, I think it's St. Peter's, they've already won two rounds. They're in the Sweet 16, and they said, you know, what's the key to success? They said, well, we practice harder than we play. Because practice is harder. So when we go out there and play a game, this is easy. That's it, man. Strap it on when you play. That's you how practice. They're, they're doing so well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like the, the Penn State, they um they had, I think it was one of their wrestlers, like 144, I think, he won a national championship. Whether they, had, they were like five for five this week in the national championships or whatever, like big, highly wrestling program or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, if you guys want to get better, you come to Penn State. He said, I can't tell you what the secret recipe is, but it's here. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. They got the track record. So let's go all the way back. Where were you born? I was born in actually Ashland, Ohio. Okay. And that's what you said. And you, not long after, well, five years after you were born, you you encountered a bully. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bully out there listening? He's coming for you now. <laughs> nope, he made me a better person. There you go. Um, so let's talk about your uh, your aspirations for the UFC, if that is and, and I, I get it. Right now, you're a man at the crossroads. You know, when you're 18, 17 years old um, in this life, it's like you have all these decisions placed in front of you. And our good friend John Boyd was on here the other day, and he taught us about the forming of the front of the brain. Frontal right? lobe. The frontal lobe cortex or whatever he <laughs> said. And the, the human brain actually doesn't fully form until you're 26 years old. So you're faced with all these life decisions at the ripe young age of 18, uh, these life-changing ch- decisions. So I know you're considering a career in the UFC. Um, if you did go down that path, what would that uh, entail? Uh, it would entail a lot of hard work and dedication and honestly just keep winning. It's a tough sport to be into. You know, you can't just go and expect to win. You have to keep working for it. And it's a tough sport. I mean, it's just a tough game to be in general. It's a you know, it's a brutal sport where if um, you take a couple losses here and there, you know, they might never look at you. So you got you to gotta keep putting yourself in the best people and get the right matchups and keep moving forward with wins. So is that capable? Um, you know, uh, you got Stipe from Cleveland, of course. Yes, sir. I mean, world-renowned, world champion, heavyweight, baddest man on the planet for several years. Yes, sir. Out of Cleveland, Ohio. So is that – uh, possible out of Mansfield, Ohio. Could you train and, and further your, your UFC career here locally, or would you have to go to another city, or how does that look? Well, I'd always just start out with Wolverine MMAHQ, and um, Cody has a lot of connections with Strong Style, where Stipe's at. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I would probably expand going there and training and just getting better. But, I mean, there's a lot of big names out of Mansfield, Julian Lane, Cody Stevens, that's made it big in MMA, and, I mean, they're one shot away from being the UFC. Sure. Does uh does a trip to the UFC is it requ- a requirement to go on the Ultimate Fighter? No, no. Dana White actually has these like contender series now. Like he'll bring you on just like just a couple people you know and the big guys around and they go in there have matchups. 
you put on a big show and all of a sudden you're in the UFC, yep. you get signed contract like Sean O'Malley. I don't know if you ever heard of Sean O'Malley, but yep. he's a big guy and he uh he just they sugar show, he had a big name for himself. They signed him and now he's making it big. Yeah. It's kind of like the NFL combine. Get yep. up there, put on a show and see what happens. Yes, sir. You get uh, recruited. Yeah, Sean O'Malley fought that one guy. He had the green hair. Yep. I remember the his rainbow name. hair. But that was a beating, man. Oh, yeah. That, that was kid, a good fight. I don't think that kid missed a punch on him. <laughs> so it's all about putting on a show, right? That's part yeah. of it. Um, you, and maybe um, maybe Vince McMahon is more of a... <laughs> Uh, in your career path who knows yeah you never know <laughs> um, and a lot of times they'll start off in mma and then end up with vince yep um and then end up being a hollywood movie star after that hey uh, if, if i got a shot to go to wwe i would because right. not as much beating and you make just as much money <laughs> <laughs> right um so what what is the path to the wwe have you looked at that at all uh no not really i i was just saying because yeah. it'd be kind of cool <laughs> well um my old neighbors, when I uh, lived over on uh, Rocky Rill, Caspers, the Casper oh, brothers. Yeah. So they're in the NXT. I think it runs through Florida. They, the camp is held in Florida somewhere, and you, you just kind of work your way through and hope to make your way up through the ranks and um, get there someday. But it's pretty cool. Actually, a uh, college, um, Otterbine, where um, I'm looking at to go wrestle, Drew Casper went and wrestled there. Oh, okay. And, uh, he went right to after like wrestling in college and went right to the WWE like for the tryouts or whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because it's like two brothers doing it. Yeah, you know, both from Lexington. Yeah, I was flipping the channels and I seen them on USA. Yep. I was like, no, it's awesome. <laughs> They're entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of being entertaining, so what is your entertainment? Um, what is your style out there? Not necessarily entertainment, but what is your wrestling style? If, could you describe yourself as so a my, fighter? So my wrestling style, just because my kickboxing, boxing background and stuff like that is kind of a little bit different, I would say, because like like Mickey always liked to say, like, make him miss, make him pay. So like if someone was going for a front headlock on me or something like that, I might like bob and weave kind of like I would be in a boxing match and like just make a miss and then take a double leg, single leg, whatever is there from it. Okay. It's almost like a game of chess for you. Yeah, you're not necessarily going I'm out feeling. and being the aggressor, but make them miss, make them pay. Yeah, is, is one of the philosophies. I actually had to like learn through my high school career. I would say because when I first started my freshman year, I would say I had a little bit too aggressiveness in me. I'd go out there and you know try to snap them down and be aggressive because that's just kind of kid I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, junior senior year, when it came to big matches, honestly being less aggressive and like just feeling it out until you get the right motion and then. Take a shot off that, make them make, make them pay. Definitely, like, help my success the last couple of years. Patience, huh? So you're more yep. technical with what you were doing. Yes, I definitely like would go too aggressive and you know just mess up, and all of a sudden I'm getting stuck on my back, which doesn't feel nice looking yeah. at the ceiling. So. Right. Unless you're a jujitsu guy. Yeah, if you're on your back in jujitsu, that's good. You can maybe yeah. triangle them or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> um, man, that's cool stuff. Do you keep track of like your total number of matches? I mean, it's in the how, how many do you, is it in the hundreds? So in my high school wrestling career, so four years, I was I think I had 138 wins, and I think like it was like 107 were pins. So like wrestling, wow. I can keep track of it just out of the four years, and then before that, I would say thousands of matches. You know, yeah. plus like all the boxing and stuff. That's 
that's way up there boxing and grappling tournaments. And I know you've got a ton of wins, but I, I'm sure you've got some losses as well. Oh, yeah. I think I had 31, 32 losses in the last four years, which were some tough matches out there. And um, what I always preach in my losses in life is, uh, and in sports too, is it's never, there's no such thing as a loss. It's just a, a learning experience. Yes, sir. How else do you learn if you don't lose, right? Yep. Um, and then, and someone like you, you're just, you persevere and you, I think you, you, you view that as the same way, right? Yes, sir. Um, you can learn from a loss. Losses are more valuable than the wins sometimes. Oh, for sure. I've learned more losing than I have won and winning. Yeah. That's cool. Man. Yeah. I was training, I trained jujitsu start, just started doing that. So, you know, I'm a very rare rookie novice, yeah. but, uh, the instructor was saying, uh, you know, you're here to fail. You're here to practice. You're here to lose. Yes, sir. Because that's how you're going to learn. Nice. He said that. And that struck me. I, I know that. I believe that. But, you know, hearing somebody else say it, it uh, speaks more to the truth of that. Oh, yeah. The brutal beatings I've taken in my life in wrestling and grappling and all that, it's definitely made me a better person, better wrestler, better grappler. Yeah. And the, the strong ones, like you, keep coming back. Yes, sir. And I'm sure a lot of the weaker ones have take a bad beating and call it a day. <laughs> Maybe the same for me. Yeah. So how's and you're you're training with another local legend. Yeah. Mr. Chitwood. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? How's your training going, Big? I'm learning. Yeah. I'm doing something new. So yeah. I wrestled when I was in high school, but I didn't do much of anything. I was too young to understand the techniques and didn't have the passion to learn. I figured I'd push myself now that. I'm a little older, and I think I'll learn faster now. Yeah, so. and it's always a great idea to learn some uh, things you can use out in real life uh, as far as self-defense and protecting yourself, right? Yeah, I, um, I do a lot of stock trading, and I was told that the discipline that you do in jiu-jitsu and wrestling plays into the mindset of trading stocks. Yep. Of how to, so it's kind of a mix of multiple things, trying to make myself better. Yeah. Discipline, discipline. I love hearing that word discipline, man. It, it works no matter what you're doing. How do you hope to inspire others with your story? Um, I would like to just say, like, anything is impossible. Nothing is impossible if you put the, your mindset to it. I mean, I look back four years ago, going, coming back to Lucas for wrestling, and I never thought in the world that I'd be a state qualifier. I never thought I would have the success that I've had. Um, it didn't turn out in the end how I wanted it to, because obviously I wouldn't want to place at state, but. At the end of the day, I feel like if I take anything out of it, I hope I helped all the kids and everything that maybe that didn't think they could ever be successful in wrestling think, well, maybe I can do it now. He did it, you know, and then just hopefully that program builds up and have has a bright future because there's a lot of kids in Lucas that, you know, you look at like Mogador, they had a really good wrestling program, small school. I just feel like Lucas is like those blue-collared kids that could be solid wrestlers if they just keep working with it. Yeah. Um, no, you definitely, I mean, you've influenced and motivated more people than you even know. I guarantee that, especially in the Lucas area um, with such a uh, young program. Um, you're the face of the program, right? I mean, you're the, you, you are the most famous wrestler ever to, to come through that school. So that's kudos to you and your hard work and your discipline. And, yeah, you've inspired many. Um, what so. advice would you give those kids looking up to you? that might be following your footsteps just don't give up you're going to get knocked down in wrestling and just keep working with it um if you have a bad day go look in the mirror get in a wrestling stance take double legs 
go lift. I mean, just keep working. If you get knocked down, you don't have to be sad. You can have a 24-hour, like, cry about it period, but then <laughs> go, back to, go back to working the next day. Man, that's a great point. Yeah, there's a line in Batman, why do we fall? To pick ourselves up. Yep. Yep. Learn from the loss. Uh, young kids, you know, young people think losing is bad. No, losing is good. Yeah, it is. You just got to know that, that it's good. You know, trust me, it's good. But that doesn't mean keep losing. You got to learn from that and then, and then apply that to a winning stance. But don't don't get down because you lost. You know, that's good. It's part of the process. So you should know it's part of the process. Reassure yourself it's part of the process. And then you just fix it and go forward. I remember when I was like five years old, my first wrestling tournament or whatever, I lost and I kept losing that whole year. I ended up like 0-35 my first ever wrestling season when I was five. And then the next year, oh from that grade on, I went like 50-0 and 0 my next year. That just was just all practice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just you got to take dedication. You got to do the extra reps. The little stuff matter. You know what I mean? Reps, reps. It's like reps. the old Michael Jordan thing where he shot 10,000 shots. Yep. Or even Shaq with the free throws, even though that never <laughs> that never worked out. But well, he didn't give up, though. <laughs> he didn't. You know, it kind of did work out because they made a joke out of it. They made fun of him, and then he gets all these endorsements because yeah, of it. Yeah, he's definitely made money off right. it. Right. It didn't <laughs> work out how they planned. Yeah. He's known for his free throws. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's known for his worst thing. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. And going back to the fighting real quick, and then we'll jump into the end of the uh, podcast. Do you still get nervous before every match? Do you still get the butterflies? Oh yeah, yeah. Does it do they decrease or increase over your career, or they're always there, and that's a good sign that you're about to challenge yourself, and you go towards that fear instead of away from it? Well, what I like to think is, you know, if you're not nervous, it's not a good thing because you're either overconfident or you're you've already lost before you step on the mat. <clears throat> so, I mean, honestly, I'm scared every match I go out, even if I think I'm going to win, know I'm going to win in a tough match. I mean, I probably get more nervous for a match that I should win over a match that's going to be a close match, just for the simple fact that I feel, in my head, I feel like, well, I should beat this guy, so I shouldn't be out all worried. Right. And it's almost there's like more like, pressure on yeah, the easier ones, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, um, you know, this kid has nothing to lose. Right. You know? Interesting. What's what's an interesting fact or story most folks may not know about Zane the Spark Plug Finley? <laughs> hmm. Um... I gotta think about that one. <laughs> I don't. Um, maybe that I did gymnastics when I was like four years old. There you go. That's no, the no, secret. Nobody knows about that. <laughs> That's now we know what the secret is. I keep you flexible. Yeah, I mean, I really think that helped me in the long run. My mom made me go to gymnastics because she like taught it or whatever, and I really think that in the long run that helped me be more athletic. Well, yeah, that's like, uh, you know, our buddy Sean Chitwood. He told me he does yoga. He's oh, like, yeah. dude, I don't care what those other people think. I'm the only dude in there with all these girls. I don't care. He's <laughs> like, dude, I wish I would have learned this 20 years ago because of the flexibility it allows him within jujitsu and what he's doing. It probably helps him stay calm too, like yeah. before a match or anything, you know? Oh, yeah. Me so and Jen, little breathing techniques. So now I try to go to yoga with him. Me and Jen I haven't went yet, but I plan Damn. on it. Yeah. Do you get the same experience? I mean, I mean, it's you, stretching. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I stretch my hamstrings for a minute every day. Yeah. I touch my toes. <laughs> no, the yoga is incredible. You guys are yeah. right. No, I'm not flexible, but yeah, it's definitely rough. Um, all right. So um, is there anything else you'd like to s discuss? 
no, before sir. we jump on to the huge four in the rapid fire round, and then we'll get you let you get out of here because you're a busy man. Well, I'm all good. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Let's get ready for the huge four. I was brought my macho man out on that one. <laughs> okay, hit him with the huge four. Hit him with the huge four there, Mark. What's one thing you wish you'd known when you began? That, I mean, probably that losing's good because when I first started, you know, losing, that doesn't seem good, you know. But All right. What was your uh, biggest failure? What did you learn from it? I would say my biggest failure was last year. So my sophomore year I got state alternate, which was like huge for a sophomore. And then last year I went and got went two and two at districts, and I learned from that because, like I said, I was too aggressive, and I lost so many match. I lost a couple matches at districts that year, just for being too aggressive and not shooting. Awesome. What's the what was the best resource that have helped you? Um, my family and all of my mentors and coaches that's been by my side since I was five years old pushed me to get better every day. Um, all right. What are uh, two books that have inspired you or videos or I don't know if you read books? Um, I like Bible verse Philippians 4.13. I wore that single when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And that, that's always been a big one for well, me. What was it? It's Philippians 4.13. It's uh, you can do all thing, things through God's Christ or that strengthens me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good one. And yeah. um. Actually, Pete gave me a book not too long ago. I started reading it, but I haven't got too far in it yet. 10X, baby. Yep. Oh, yes. oh yeah. You could read that you or listen to it one. on Audible. Yep. The Grant Cardone actually reads it. It's a different thing when you're listening to him say it. It's a whole nother thing. Hey, man, if you go with the Bible and 10X, you will be successful in life. Yes, yep. sir. Yep. That's great. Okay, you ready for the rapid fire round? Okay, we're going to hit you with 10 rapid-fire questions. You're going to give us right off the top of the head. All right. Okay. Um, first thing that comes to your mind, what is your spirit animal? Dog. What is your guilty pleasure? Food. What's your favorite movie? Step Brothers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you I was the, uh, the um, vice president of the largest helicopter executive helicopter leasing company <laughs> this side of the western seaboard never said that yeah and i haven't eaten a carb since 2004 that's an interesting fact about pete <laughs> <laughs> that's d-man realty of step brothers <laughs> d-man hey gage i'm laughing if you're listening <laughs> okay sorry i'm interrupting the rapidness um where is your dream vacation destination zane florida what's your go-to karaoke song here comes the boom. Okay. Boom! Here comes the boom! <laughs> yeah. Ready or not. Okay. What's something you fear? Spiders. Mm. Big hairy ones. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just got some of those spider traps from my basement, actually. You said that. <laughs> then little sticky... I saw somebody post on Facebook... Look what my rat, my them little sticky mouse p pads caught yeah. a big spider. I'm like, those are perfect. I get these huge spiders in my basement, and you walk down there and they scare the hell out of you. Oh yeah, big black spiders. Even though, yeah, yeah, even though I'm like a hundred times their size, it still <laughs> freaks you out, you know. So we shoot uh, Nerf guns at them. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to catch them on the little sticky pads. I'm excited to see how big of ones I can catch. So, uh, what is your greatest accomplishment so far at the young age of 18? I would have to say being a 2022 state qualifier for wrestling because, I mean, I've had like a lot of like grappling belts and everything like that, but I mean, wrestling just a whole different level. I mean, like we like to say like a lot of people are good around this area, but when you get out of Mansfield, out of Richland County, it's just a whole different story. So I think making it the state my senior year was probably my biggest accomplishment. My my son's buddy is a wrestler at Ontario, and they're all going back and forth. So and so's gonna beat up so and so. Well, so and so's a wrestler, and he's gonna wrestle him. I says, Rocco. I says, let me tell you one thing about wrestlers: you do not mess with a wrestler. Okay. <laughs> and for, second of all, especially if they have the ears. Do you have the ears yet? No, I don't have the ears. I don't think I can get them. I really don't. <laughs> That's what you need to get. You you get the genetic. I think there's look, like genetics. You look like a true badass if you have those. Oh yeah. If I could have cauliflower ear, I'd have them. <laughs> they should make that like a cosmetic surgery of some type. It's just somebody's logo. You know, like fake badasses. <laughs> like, man, could you just hook me up with some ears? You know, some <laughs> people won't mess with me because I see somebody with ears like that. I'm like, Step we are, away. we're cool, right? Step away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, don't mess with the wrestlers. Um, who's your favorite superhero? Spider-Man. Nice. What is your favorite sports team? I would say the Cleveland Browns, but I don't like the Cleveland Browns anymore because Baker Mayfield's gone. Oh man! So that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, so wait, now I got to go into that a little bit. Get your opinion. So if Deshaun Watson's, yeah. if he wins a Super Bowl, will that change your not a playoff game, a Super Bowl? Will that change your outlook on the Browns, or are we? Are, do you not even care? I uh, I just don't care anymore because I feel like. You know, the Browns forget when they were 0-16 four years ago, and their mentality kind of changed, I feel like, you know. And I don't think it will change my perspective. But, I mean, kudos to them if they do. Yeah. They're, yeah. They've got a they've got a good setup, but they got rid of a lot of good people too. Man, I hate to see Jarvis Landry go too. I mean, yeah, I, know no. I heard they're going to try and get him back. They should. Because they restructured everything. I'd even hear that. For Landry. No. Well, the Patriots do it all the time. They'll cut people. They cut them on purpose. Yeah. They were bring them back on a different deal. It's crazy. And we, we lost out on Tom Brady, so we had, <laughs> we, had to, we had to go with Deshaun 22 sexual misconduct charges Watson. <laughs> that's, all, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, just like a character in a person. When yeah. you, I mean, you don't really hear about Mayfield doing anything wrong. or I mean, I'm sure he's – I don't know. But. Right, and I get it. And Deshaun is not convicted or guilty yeah. of anything yet. So innocent until proven guilty. But as with any business, you yeah. want to recruit – character and personality right jason kiley and wendy was talking about that yeah i don't care if you're the cleveland browns or your dream huge or great american title personality and character should be foremost and then you you build around that um so i just don't think this is going to turn cleveland. out well for the browns i hope it does but because i'm a browns fan but i don't yeah i don't see a turn so let's go with my favorite sports team being the Lucas Cubs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Biggie. Oh, I was going to say, maybe the Browns tried that for 25 years. And you're like, you know what? Screw it. This guy's <laughs> actually good. He's we'll not convicted. Right. Screw it. We'll see. We're going to win now. That's what it takes. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> A cursed person. Um, and finally, you said food is your guilty pleasure. So what is your favorite food? I would have to go with, like, Chicken quesadillas or chipotle. Mm, I like nice. chipotle yeah, a lot. Chipotle, yes. 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Mr. Zane the Spark Plug Finley. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. That was fun. That was a great time. I loved changing it up. And, folks, we don't always talk real estate. We love talking with other huge dreamers in the community, folks that have uh, dreams of doing huge things. And uh, hopefully those stories and uh, Zane's story helps inspire and motivate you. Um, So thank you for listening. Zane Finley, Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow. And Pete Peterson here signing off. And as always, remember the rules. Work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.